0: Good Thursday afternoon, guys. I'm Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for joining us. This is the I Love Seville show. We broadcast live across all social channels from the Macklin building on Market Street, half a block from the Charlottesville Police Department, a block from the Albemarle County and Charlottesville City courthouses, a block off the downtown mall, um, a block from the family offices and the hedge funds, We're in the heartbeat of the city. It's 10.2 square miles. It's landlocked. Albemarle County completely engulfs the city of Charlottesville. There are opportunities and certainly limitations in what a lot of people have called the best place to live. And it's not just me who is making that commentary. Media outlets globally, nationally, regionally, and Commonwealth-wide frequently identify Charlottesville, a city of roughly, what, 50,000 people, give or take a, give or take a few, of, of the best place to live. Um, we'll do a SWOT analysis on Charlottesville. Judah, what does SWOT stand for in the SWOT analysis acronym? Oh, you We've know. done many SWOT analysis for clients. I know when... Are you, are you Googling it? or Are you, are you on a two-shot? I'm Googling it. Right, it looks like you're Googling it I off am. the top of your head without looking at the screen. Oh, Look I at could. your fans right here in the camera. Hold what on. does the SWOT analysis stand for? I don't think I could tell you. Strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Nice. You are so talented at doing SWOT analysis, you don't need to know what the acronym stands for. You just subconsciously provide that value proposition for our client roster.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. I want
0: Definitely. to salute you for being fantastic at a SWOT analysis. This topic or this particular storyline was inspired by a Daily Progress Q&A with Natalie Oshren. Is Natalie Oshren Judah the youngest counselor of the five?
1: I believe so.
0: No. No? No, she's not. Natalie uh, Oshren is 34. Michael Payne. Payne, If I put the over under at 32, would you take the over or under for Michael Payne's age? Uh,
1: I think I'll take the under.
0: You would take the under on 32? You sure about that?
1: I guess.
0: Michael Payne is 31 years old. Michael Payne, 31 years old. So oh. Natalie, Counselor Ostron, if you may, is the second youngest counselor on the dais. Let's see if we could put them in age uh, wisest to youngest. I'm not going to date my friend Lloyd Wisest to youngest. Wisest to the youngest. The wisest to youngest. Obviously the wisest... Okay, the oldest, Lloyd Snook. Lloyd Snook, did we say a couple of weeks ago, was plus 70 years old or 70 on the dot? Do you remember? I do not. Lloyd Snook is approximately, he was born in 1953, so the man is 70 70 years old or so. You're aging well, Lloyd Snook. The photo they often use in the media for the Lloyd Snook headshot is from his first term, and I swear he looks exactly like that. Friend of the program, Lloyd Snook, uh, a man whose legacy is, is proudly and positively cemented in the uh, Charlottesville history books. Who would you say is the second wisest? It's either Pinkston or Juan Diego Wade. Who are you going with on that one?
1: We're talking... We're talking, we're talking the oldest age. Judah.
0: Yes, the oldest Judah. The oldest, my friend. Uh.
1: Um, I know I'm going to guess wrong.
0: You're going to go BP? What? You're going to go Brian Pinkston?
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Brian Pinkston. Why Pinkston?
0: Because a little grayish in the goatee? Love Brian Pinkston. Routinely watches and listens to the talk show. I may not have Brian Pinkston's age here because I can't find it on the interwebs. Any viewer and listener can find the Brian Pinkston date of birth on the interwebs. We'll give them some props on the, uh, on the talk show and forever cement their legacy in the I Love Seville Power Rankings. Brian Pinkston's age. I'll say Pinkston is, is the second wisest. Lloyd, 70, 71, depending on when his birthday is. Mm-hmm. I'll say Brian Pinkston is the second wisest. Juan Diego Wade, Charlottesville, I'm Googling him. Do we have an age for Juan Diego Wade? We know Michael Payne's 31. We know Ad- Natalie Ostrin is 34. We know Lloyd Snook is 70 or 71, depending on if his birthday's in the uh, j- month of January or not. Date of birth for Juan Diego Wade. I see one. Judah. Oh, the man just celebrated his birthday the same day as Keith Smith. They like to call each other brothers from different mothers. Um, January 11th, 1966. You want to do some quick math for me right there? Yeah, let's see. Quick math, Judah, quick math. Quick Uh, math, the answer is 57, my friend. 57. 57 years old. 34 plus 23. 34 plus 53. Ah, deep throat coming in clutch. Put his photo on screen. Number one in the power rankings. He says BP, Brian Pinkston, the Pinkstonator, is 51. I apologize for prematurely or incorrectly aging you, Brian Pinkston. He is 51. That means... We have the full age spectrum of city councilors. Number one, Lloyd Snook, 70 or 71, depending on when his birthday was, most likely 70. The ageless one, like a fine wine, getting better with age, Councilor Snook. Number two, Juan Diego Wade. Juan Diego Wade is aging fantastically well. No doubt. I would not have guessed that Juan Diego Wade was 57 years old. Viewers and listeners, would you have guessed that? Please someone tell Juan Diego Wade this. You are aging fantastically well, sir. The mayor of Charlottesville is 57 years old, and frankly speaking, I don't think he looks a day above 50. Like, if I put the over-under at 50, I would be hard-pressed not to take the under. No doubt. Props to Juan Diego Wade. Pinkston, 51. Natalie Alstron, 34, Michael Payne, 31. Where we're going with this, the second youngest counselor on the dais, Natalie Alstron, she is approximately 18 days into her four-year tenure on council. Um, her, the influence of her father is, is very clear at council meetings and potentially behind the scenes. Natalie Alstron had a Q&A in the Daily Progress and this Q&A talks about her plans, her goals, her objectives, her vision, her initiatives for her four-year term in Charlottesville as a city councilor. I think it's, I will, I will highlight this. I, I think Natalie Ostron has aspirations of climbing the political ladder. Um, I think she has a bright potential political future. Let's see how these four years go. But she's a, a champion of walkability She's a champion of ubiquitous transportation. She's a champion of price stability when it comes to housing. I'm not going to even use housing affordability anymore. I'm just going to call it stable prices with houses. Housing affordability is gone. Gone. It's gone. She's a, a huge champion of upzoning. And speaking of upzoning, um, a handful of city residents are suing the city. In fact, one of them is Roy Van Dorn. Roy yeah, Van Dorn. I, I, I think that. we have his photo from the time that he came on Real Talk with Keith Smith that you can put on screen. Do you have Roy Van Dorn's photo that you can put on there? I can find it. I'm really putting you on the spot right now. Keith Smith, welcome to the broadcast. Dana Lewis, welcome to the broadcast. James Watson, hello. Hillary Lewis Murray, the star of the juicy details. Wednesdays at 2.15 p.m. watching the program. Aaron King, hello. Vanessa Parkhill, hello. Woody Finch, one of the best appraisers in the game watching the program. Kevin Yancey, welcome to the broadcast. We have viewers and listeners in Virginia, across the Commonwealth, North Carolina, South Carolina, New York, Tennessee, Georgia, and Florida watching us on our Fine and fair talk show. Hillary Lewis-Murray, I would suggest Lloyd Snook for your talk show next Wednesday. He would be a fantastic guest. She's a champion of the Lewis Mountain neighborhood. So I want to unpack the the Q&A. I want to ask this question for you. And even if you don't live in Charlottesville, nor if you work in Charlottesville, your home values are tied to Charlottesville's upside. Like if you live in Almaro County, I live in Keswick Judah lives in the, right on the uh, city-county line in the Urban Ring. Yep. I don't want to dox where you live because you have hundreds, <laughs> hundreds of fans that would knock on your door. For example, did you guys know Judah Wickhauer has never had a Chick-fil-A fried chicken sandwich? Judah Wickhauer in his entire life has never been to Chick-fil-A. And it wasn't until the last few weeks that Judah Wickhauer watched the movie Elf for the first time. And yeah. someone, anyone, can you get Santa Claus to knock on his door, his estate, and come over so Judah can at least get a selfie with Kris Kringle. This mf'er has not even a, a, a Christmas picture with Santa Claus any time in his life. Someone call Child Protective Services. <laughs> Do your parents know that we talk about the fact that you've never had a photo with Santa Claus? I don't. I don't know. I mean, Big Jib and Ann. Do you know?
1: It's never come up. They're fantastic but, parents. We kid yeah. because we care. Yeah, and I don't know that I ever felt like I missed out on anything growing up.
0: Not seeing Santa Claus is missing out, Judah.
1: I saw Santa Claus's. I just never.
0: Not never went asking. And sat on one of their laps. Not letting Santa Claus know what you want for Christmas is missing out in childhood. Okay. You could be, I, I, know, I know Hasidic Jews who have sat on the lap of Santa Claus for the sake of pop circumstance and the holiday season. Did they have the, the curls? Uh, I, the traditional Hasidic Jewish attire. I've seen children sitting on the laps of Santa Claus asking Kris Kringle for Christmas for the sake of the pageantry of the Christmas holiday.
1: How are the elves' dreidels
0: this year, Santa? (laughs) You are one of a kind, my friend. The odd couple, Judah Wickauer and yours truly. Do you think Natalie Ostrand's visions for this city are realistic? Like, for instance, Hillary Lewis Murray, who's watching the program, has routinely said on the Juicy Details, it airs Wednesdays at 2.15 p.m. on the Isle of Seville Network, that she walks with her children from the Lewis Mountain neighborhood to the Charlottesville Farmers Market at Ix Park. When she made that comment, the wow. first time she's ever come on this network, I was taken aback because I found that I saw that as a, a a sizable or lengthy walk. No doubt, she has roots in Manhattan, so she indicated that that's easy peasy, Sunday breezy. Yeah. And she doesn't mind the forty-five minute stroll with her offspring and bambinos to get some fresh produce, some healthy fruit, maybe seeing Dave Fafara, the mayor of the farmers market, mm-hmm. Shenandoah Joe's finest. My wife, I'm not sure she would have gone 45 minutes. And interestingly, she has ties to Manhattan as well, nearly a decade on the Upper East Side and on a path to, I like to say, managing director at Blackstone before I wooed her and charmed her on a tin can flying through the air from LaGuardia Airport to Charlottesville and got her to move, basically changed her life, the course of her life forevermore. July 10th, we flew on an airplane together. You were there. We were coming back from New Providence, New Jersey and Morristown, New Jersey, where for what, six years, we had clients in New Jersey and were flying every 90 days for a week to service business in Jersey and Morristown and New New Providence. And on the way back from one of these trips, my wife and I met on an airplane at LaGuardia in a terminal, July 10th. By August 29th, she had quit her six-figure job left a five-figure bonus and moved in with me with no job, no car, and only one friend in the city. And now we have two Bambinos, live in Keswick, and I would say are very, very happy. I think, I, I, I think she would say the same thing. She's watching right now. I'm, I have no doubt I'm going to get a buzz here in a matter of moments. Logan Wells, Clay Lowe. welcome to the broadcast. Do you think Natalie's objectives for the city are realistic? Like, can this truly be a walkable city? I, you know, I've got my doubts. So, so do I. And it's, I want to hear yours first, though. I have my doubts.
1: My, my problems with Charlottesville as a walkable city is that I feel it's just, it's, it's funny that as a, you know, I, and I've got a question to ask. I'd, I'd like to hear your take on why
0: Charlottesville, they call it land bound. Landlocked. 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 Of course. And, but, and put the lower thirds on screen. Put the first, put the uh, second lower third.
1: Isn't every city landlocked? Ah. Uh, that's because I'd never heard that before I came here.
0: That's a good question for there. Uh, I'd love to hear Deep Throat and John Blair's answers to this that question right there.
1: I know that maybe some some cities and towns have, you know, they bleed into each other. They've got maybe like a forest in between them. And so, yes, there, somewhere there's a line. Uh, if you drew a map, there'd be a line there between them. But it's not like... It's not like they've built right up to the very edge of the city, so maybe that's what it is. But the city uh, has built up to the very edge. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just it's just very curious to me because I the way I figure it, every city has every city has a border. It's
0: not like uh, it's not like cities can just expand. Well, this particular city, Charlottesville, is at the brink of development, and is only ten point two square miles most other cities are much more, much more expansive in square footage or square acreage or square miles, right? You're saying most cities are bigger? Yeah. Some of them. Bigger, are. don't have revenue-sharing agreements in place to keep jurisdictions in, in check. Don't have... Almoral County. Don't have the
1: universities buying up.
0: Don't have universities buying up land. I saw this on Twitter with Michael Payne, the youngest counselor on the dais. Let me see if I can find uh, Michael Payne. What what was Michael Payne's nickname that we gave him on the talk show? Uh, Major Payne. Major Payne, Michael Payne, Major Payne. He said, he tweeted this three hours ago. Someone get Michael Payne in the mix. M. Payne, Major Payne, Michael Payne. I, I, we have nothing but respect with Michael Payne. What we're trying to do with a little uh, little zest, little pizzazz, a little, little fun with the counselors is add some entertainment to the education. That's the nicknames for the counselors. But Major Payne said on Twitter three hours ago, UVA just finished its latest capital campaign 18 months early. It had a goal... Its yep. goal with its capital campaign was five billion dollars with a B. It raised the five billion dollars with the B eighteen months early. Mm-hmm. And then Michael Payne says on Twitter, yet UVA still does not pay property taxes, causing Charlottesville to lose out on over 20 million in annual revenue. Twenty million in annual revenue is like eight or nine percent of the budget. What is the Charlottesville 2023? Budget, I would say it's like $223,000. Can you give me that number? Charlesville budget, 2023. I'd say $223,000 in that neighborhood, if memory serves correct. You're just going to look at it. We're talking 8% of the budget, to 20 mil that it's not getting from the city. Where we're talking about, and John Blair's got a grab bag topic that we're going to get to in a matter of moments. John Blair, I love that grab bag topic. Deep Throat says, Charlottesville is shockingly unwalkable. We picked a house in the city because we like to walk because we're New Yorkers. That's what Deep Throat says. Deep Throat said, I walked in freaking Houston, Houston, Texas. But we find that even in our location, which is pretty near downtown, it is not walkable. Sidewalks are crap, Deep Throat says. Roads are narrow and scary. Biking is bad as well. It's extremely hilly. And most destinations are really built for walkers. I live near Barracks Road Shopping Center, but is that a place that is fun to walk to? I do, but it is so pedestrian hostile. He says, really, only the core downtown is a place you would want to walk to. Yeah, or walk around. So uh, what? You're continue. talking Belmont, North Downtown, some of woolen mills and Hogwaller? Possibly, yeah. I mean, you certainly don't want to do the, uh, what's that game where you're trying to cross the street and you're avoiding the Frogger. cars? Frogger. You definitely don't want to risk your life playing Frogger on East High Street. And I want to make a correction. He says, the city is, frankly speaking, most of the destinations are not walkable at all. You're playing Frogger and risking your life on East High Street. Mm-hmm. Are you playing Frogger and risking your life on Cherry Avenue? Are you playing Frogger and risking your life on Preston Avenue? Are you playing Frogger and risking your life on Barracks Road? Ooh, that's probably the worst. Are you, interestingly, there's a, uh, Deep Throat knows more about this than I do, a plan in place to uh, essentially eminent domain some of the land of property owners on Barracks Road to create a bike lane. And Natalie Ostrand had a unique term she used in this Q and A about roads. Highlight that term for us, Judah. Uh, she's got a term called road diet. Road diet. It
1: uh, it boils down to the fact that a lot of the roads are wide enough that you, rather than rather than cutting back on someone's land, taking someone's land. To, uh, to either make uh, a sidewalk or a, uh, or a bike lane. The, the roads are wide enough that you could take that extra space from the road and, and make a better bike lane, which is an interesting take.
0: Even more interesting about this was the Johns Hopkins study that said if you narrowed the roads, and Austrian straight up says the roads in Charlottesville are wide and cushy. And according to a, a study by, by Johns Hopkins, if you make the roads more narrow, people drive not nearly as fast or recklessly, yeah. which would result in safer roads for drivers and pedestrians and bikers alike. Yeah. Do you buy that? I'm narrow sure. roads? I mean, are you... Are you uh... I'm not denying the credibility of Johns Hopkins, which right. is clearly what you're alluding to. You do it very succinctly, as I do. <laughs> which is a bit, uh... can I say wordy? Is that fair? Wordy? Sometimes. I'd say wordy. Very wordy. I'm not, I'm not denying that. My question is, do we really want roads so narrow that we're white-knuckle driving down Barracks Road to keep speed limits safe or, 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 or uh, tight? I think some of them already are. Which ones, specifically?
1: I mean, I'm not talking about any big main thoroughfares, but uh, some of the side streets, some of the uh, Charlottesville is such a hodgepodge mix of, uh, of development. It, I mean, I really don't see a whole lot of uh, uh, internal consistency in, in how Charlottesville was, was
0: planned and developed. Oh, 100% agree with that. Or was the planning of the city layout when it was done, let's say 100 years plus ago? I mean, I can't even characterize the time. Is, is that layout even conducive to what traffic and usage is like in 2024? Philip Dow, let's get his photo on screen. Philip Dow is a key member of the family. Uh, Philip Dow has this comment as Judah's putting his picture on screen. Let us know when it's on screen. Philip Dow in the power rankings. Philip. There it is. Philip is number 19 in the power polls. We've dubbed him the king of Scottsville. He's watching from the thriving metropolis of Scottsville. Downtown Scottsville is very walkable. He says, of, instead of how to make Charlottesville more walkable, I think more insight needs to be on how we can eliminate traffic issues that Charlottesville cannot keep up with. One of the primary ways, and and this could go into... Um, our next headline best strengths and assets of Charlottesville, concerning weaknesses of Charlottesville. Put concerning weaknesses of Charlottesville on screen. Concerning weaknesses of Charlottesville on screen, if you can, please, sir. Viewers and listeners, let us know your thoughts. If you have a topic for the grab bag where you get to dictate the pace and tempo of one of today's topics, let us know in the comment section and we will relay it live on air. If I'm doing a SWOT analysis, strengths, weaknesses opportunities threats transportation is and I'm not trying to throw shade here mm-hmm. transportation is not easy peasy sunday breezy yeah many of the bus stops don't even have cover from inclement weather who's going to want any of them some of them do
1: yeah i guess I'm, i can only think of like one
0: so, viewers yeah. and listeners, where City, are the bus yeah, stops that have cover from inclement weather? Fifth Street Extended has one. Kind of what uh, down there by Old Lynchburg Road, if memory serves correct. Uh, is that by the police? Yeah. Yeah. That's next to I the Whitcower stomping grounds. Not too far. Right? But many of them um, are only a sign in the ground or a sign in the cement. Who's going to want to rely on that? Furthermore, who's going to re- want to rely on something that's not on time or very deep in its route offering? Hmm. You want to get traffic off the road, make public transportation more reliable, approachable, and ubiquitous. This when do we when do we admit that the scooter and 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 bike rideshare what is it a uh, beta test? Has been a failure. Are we willing to admit yet that Lime or is it Bird? Which is the ones they have now?
1: Uh, I think they. I think they start with a V.
0: Oh, is it Was it Velo? Velo. Um, they've had Lime. They've had Bird. They've had Velo. Right. Those are three mm-hmm. of the brands that have come into this community with scooter share, bike share. Right. When do we start to admit that this beta test has been a terrible failure? Do we admit that yet? What are the revenue dollars generated in this joint venture between the scooter and bike operators who are able to penetrate or offer uh, scooters and bikes for usage, for for short-term usage, by sharing a piece of the revenue with the city? When do we say the upside versus the risk or the upside versus the downside doesn't justify the offering? Has that done anything with keeping vehicles off the road? Nah, dude. Am I right? I mean, all I see is clutter. What I see is UVA students buzzing down Ivy Road with no shoulder, with no helmet on, as vehicles speed 45 miles past them. That ain't safe. Call me a grandpappy. Call me a stick in the mud. But do you think that's safe? Have you been on one? No, I haven't tried one. You've never been on one, right? Right. Is that something we add to the list? I would bet most of the viewers and listeners have not been on one.
1: Probably not. They're fairly new. And if should that
0: be playing, on the list if Judah has not seen Elf, had a photo with Santa Claus, or gotten a fried chicken sandwich or any food from Chick-fil-A whatsoever? I don't think that's on the list.
1: <laughs>
0: no, I don't think that's on the list. I wouldn't mind trying one. You should try one. I would love if you tried one with the camera from the I Love Siebel show <laughs> and just whisked it around as if you were wearing a GoPro. I mean, it's throwing the towel already, right? Maybe you, you guys call me a stick in the mud. I, I respect...
1: I, I'd, like a, uh, I'd like to see a write-up of, of how much use they actually get before I outright condemn them.
0: Better than the write-up? I, I would like to see the exact revenue contribution... And that number is available; it's public record. I would like to see the exact revenue contribution. Did you find what the yearly budget was? I said two hundred twenty-three thousand for city, two hundred twenty-three million for Charlottesville city. Well, let's
1: see. Um, the final twenty twenty-three budget totaled two hundred twelve million. Okay, so I'm right there.
0: That twenty million that the University of Virginia could have been contributing in tax revenue for real estate holdings. Eight nine percent of the budget. Yeah. Stephanie Wells Rhodes says, No way, Jose, that's not on the list. No way, Jose. And she loves Savannah, <laughs> Judah. Yeah. Uh, John Blair says, put can we get Stephanie Wells Rhodes photo on screen? Mm. Stephanie Stephanie needs to be climbing the power ranking. She is twenty two in the power poll. We need to make an adjustment. Stephanie's made some significant contributions of late. Tell me when you're ready to hear this adjustment. Okay. Stephanie's going from 22 in the power ranking to 18 in the power ranking. 18 in the power ranking. I love you, Spencer Pushard. You're a fantastic electrician and audio and visual aficionado. And if you need A and V work done or electrical work done, I endorse Spencer Pushard. I have not seen a contribution of him lately. Spencer is going to 22 in the power pole. Stephanie is going to 18 in the power pole. If you could make that adjustment, ilovecevil.com forward slash viewer rankings. John Blair says Charlottesville is called landlocked because Virginia prohibits cities from annexing since 1987. Bingo. Hmm. Virginia prohibits cities from annexing, and that started in 1987. JB John Blair, that man would know. You got John Blair's photo on screen? Number two in the ranking, one of the best in the game. Logan Wells-Clayla, welcome to the broadcast. Nothing but love for you, Logan. There we go. Let's go to Grayson, watching in North Downtown. Grayson, love when you watch the program. Ginny Hu, you're next on the deck. Let's get Ginny. Grayson needs a photo. Ooh. Grayson, can you send me a headshot so we can put you in the power ranking? Get ready for Ginny Hu. She says, Jerry and Judah, your show's better than ever. We routinely are watching and listening to your program, and we often find ourselves talking with our neighbors around Lexington Avenue about what you discussed that very day. Please talk about residents suing the city when it comes to upzoning. I see it as a headline. I also know from time to time you don't get to all those headlines. Yes, Jerry, you appear to be ADD. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> appear to be I ADD. think that's very, that's very, very true. It's very true. Ginny who's photo on screen. Let's get her on screen, please. I promise we'll get to the lawsuit. Deep Throat's got some color on the lawsuit that we're going to get to. Ginny who's number four in the power poll. Ginny who says via Twitter, remember when they put in those extended flower bed things on Park Street? They said that was to slow down traffic. It did not work. I remember that. I am mention this live on air. Thank you for watching. I'm going to ask you, the viewer and listener, this question. That, and you go this way every day to and from work, that Park Street where you're passing the bypass, where there's back-to-back lights, can anyone think of more of a cluster duck, quack, 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 than that one in the city? That is nightmarish at times. Yeah, I'm for... You do that coming in and coming out, right? Yeah. Remember, we come in, we start we go nine thirty to six thirty. I've I offered many times on this talk show to adjust the hours with the nine AM start. As someone who gets here at seven thirty every morning, I would love the nine AM start. I understand that you're uh, late to bed, late to rise, due to wick hour, and you want the nine thirty AM start. Do you want to start at nine AM? You get out earlier. You can, you, can, you can romance and wine and dine your harem of beauties um, earlier by leaving work earlier if you'd like. Or do you want to start at 9.30? Continue the 9.30 start that we've done for 13 years.
1: I'll give it some thought.
0: You've been giving this some thought for two weeks? How long have you been giving this some thought? This is the definition of paralysis of analysis. You realize that, right?
1: No, I'm not uh, paralyzed in analysis. I've just decided not to make a decision yet.
0: For weeks. Yeah. Is there a rush? There's no rush, but this goes back <laughs> to your MO. What's the MO about pro- procrastination? What's your little saying? Uh, do I have a procrastination saying? I know your sayings more than you know your own personal sayings. Uh, you're wh- saying is why, why do why today today
1: th- what you can put off till tomorrow that's
0: judah saying right there <laughs> it's not my saying oh but you embrace it <laughs> i didn't come up with it no but you do you embrace it very often and and i'm do everything today because we're not going to do it tomorrow it better be done by the time we leave work <laughs> do it today even
1: if it doesn't need to be done anytime in the near future <laughs> <laughs> and that's called do keeping it, a business do in the it black today even if even if doing it today, it would, make it would make us worse
0: off. That's not true. Throw it against the wall. If it sticks against the wall, you have something to continue going down that direction. If you throw it against the wall and it doesn't stick, then you figure it out quickly that it doesn't stick. Fail fast. Fail forward. Learn. Adapt.
1: I think you made my point for me.
0: No, I didn't. I did <laughs> not make your point for you. Jenny Hu also says, there's a cover one on Fifth Street Station. There definitely is on 5th Street Station. Thank you, Ginny Who? She says, my middle child and I love playing the guessing game of how many of those scooters will be abandoned by the overpass on Avon Street every day. And she says, it's part of the reason for that change in law because Suffolk went from two square miles to... F- oh, she's talking John Blair. Ginny Hu is um, responding to John Blair's comment on LinkedIn, and Ginny Hu's watching on Twitter. She says, John, and part of the reason for that change in law is because Suffolk went from two square miles to 429 square miles when it annexed Nansman County. Jenny Hu is a byproduct of the TCIS, the Tidewater Conference of Independent Schools. Do you have to say... I'm also a byproduct of the TCIS. Were you Nansman Suffolk, Jenny Hu, or Norfolk Christian? Or Norfolk Academy? I was Walsingham Academy. What would you say? Do you send soldiers to
1: annex a a county (laughs) for your... For your city, did the uh, did the Suffolk um, uh, free militia? That's uh, a great question. How exactly were you going out into uh, into the surrounding county and?
0: Uh, That's put a up, great question. Like you're flags. saying, basically, how exactly do you annex?
1: Yeah, do you just go and put up flags, be like, hey, this is ours now?
0: Stephanie Wells Road says, "I love the I Love SIBO show. We love you." Thank you. John Blair says Ginny, who is one thousand one hundred percent correct. I love when the viewers and listeners make the program better. Carol Thorpe, I'm going to get mm-hmm. to your comment. I would, I would love that. Are you basically saying is uh, Paul Revere and his militia going to go take over some of Almarl? Yeah. You're like, hey, uh, we need some more. Did Meriwether Lewis but- have to fight for his position in Almaro County so TJ wouldn't take any more of it over? Yeah. Great question. Was Lloyd Snook back then fighting for He's 70. I'm just kidding. I kid because I care, Mayor Snook. (laughs) I kid because I care. You're a friend of the program. I got nothing but love for you, Lloyd Snook. Carol Thorpe watching the broadcast. Let's get Carol Thorpe's photo on screen. Valued member of the family, Carol Thorpe. She's number nine in the power poll. In fact, Carol Thorpe is on the brink of rising the power ranking ladder. Kelly Jackson i got nothing but love for you, Kelly Jackson, but we want to see some commentary from you, KJ. KJ is number eight in the power ranking. Carol Thorpe is nine, and Carol Thorpe is knocking on KJ's door. Do You got Carol Thorpe's photo on screen? I did. Let's put it in for a second time. I value her opinion. She was, giving, she was zinging me a little bit on that Donna Price interview. <laughs> she thought that uh, former chairwoman of the Almora County Board of Supervisors, Donna Price, was talking too much and not allowing me to interview her. That's what Carol Thorpe said. Wow. Carol said she thought that Donna hijacked the interview. It's a fine line. It's a fine line for a host. The host wants to make the guest feel comfortable. Someone as prestigious and and accoladed uh, as Donna Price, she gets a little bit of leeway. Could I have interrupted and interjected a bit more? Perhaps but I thought Donna Price was on fire. I also think Donna Price would make a fantastic host of a weekly talk show on the I Love Seville network. Donna Price would be a fantastic executive producer and host, someone tell her I said that. We may have to try to make that happen. Carol Thorpe says this, Jerry, Miss Ausherin speaks about a walkable city and fewer cars like those before her with all the zeal and freedom of someone who does not or no longer has several small children to transport and navigate weekly through their lives. Grocery shopping activities and more are simply unreasonable burdens without a car. 1,000% strong comment, A-plus comment, fantastic comment. My wife would 1,000% concur. My wife would 1000% concur with that. Carol, I'm responding to you. I'm saying A++ I'm sweating profusely. Are you sweating profusely? No. Could you go to the studio camera, please? You're not sweating profusely? How are you not sweating profusely? You're not sweating?
1: No. Look at me. I've got my sweater zipped up. It's like 66 in here. <laughs>
0: it's so hot. <laughs> I think I'm going through menopause over here. Could be. It's so hot. going to roll my sleeves up. Great comment, Carol. Strengths of Charlottesville. Other weaknesses before we go to strengths. You want to know some of the weaknesses, the transportation. You want to know some of the weaknesses? The lack of diversity and job offering. Okay, The lack of diversity in job offering, a subplot of that weakness, the willing for big time employers to hire from within the community, as opposed to bringing outsiders into the community for jobs, which furthers gentrification. Some of the weaknesses of Charlottesville, whether we want to admit this or not, traffic is worsening, it's not getting better. And then we hear from the Northern, Virginias or the Northern Virginians or the New Yorkers, oh, it's relative, you guys have to wait in traffic for 25 minutes. We used to have to wait in traffic when we were coming from McLean to D.C. or from Arlington to Georgetown or to Capitol or to, or to R Street or L Street or to the Hill, an hour and 20 minutes one way. You know what? I don't want to live there. And why I don't want to live there is because of probably that. And I've been in Charlottesville for 23 years, and I've noticed my commute get longer. So while it may be uh, a third of what the traffic commute is in Northern Virginia, it's 60% longer than what it was when I first moved to Seaville, and that irritates me. All things are relative. Exactly. Thank you. Anyone that says, marginalizes, oh, a 25-minute commute is nothing. It's something to me. And it didn't used to be 25 minutes. And it's not getting better.
1: It's like saying to someone, oh, your life isn't hard. You should see what other people have to deal with. Uh, Sorry, but uh, you don't get to judge my life or anyone else's life. Stick to judging your own. Bingo.
0: Thank you. Judah. Wickower. Whether we want to admit this or not, we're, our our food and beverage scene is being decimated. We've covered that. There's no labor. One of the amenities that makes Charlottesville great is being diminished because there's a significant labor shortage. That's restaurants. Obviously, there's no affordability with housing that impacts everyone. Last year, the HUD income median income level for a household in the area was 123,300. That number is going to go up. Mm-hmm. Assessments, Albemarle County just put in the record yesterday and today that assessments are increasing on housing. Yeah. More taxes. But we have a lot to be thankful for. So if you want to change the lower third and put strengths. Strengths, mi amigo. Strengths. I think they are many. I promise, Grayson, we're going to get to the residents suing the city. I'm not going to let my ADD become a distraction. Strengths, Judah Wickower, do you want to go first? Um Bob Yarborough, kipasa Peter Krebs, kipasa Jeremy Rowe, hello. Strengths, Judah. This is where you live.
1: I think that one of them is is also the fact that it is landbound. Is uh, what? Landlocked.
0: Uh you think landlocked is a strength? I can't wait to hear Judah make this argument.
1: I mean, it's also a weakness, but that doesn't mean it can't be. I mean, I, I think it's nice that uh, that there is a limit to Charlottesville. Um, it's not constantly it, there's there's no like growing sprawl. Imagine if uh, imagine if all of Charlottesville just became
0: Fredericksburg. Sure. Yeah. I don't know Freder- Fredericksburg very well. Fredericksburg is just sprawl. Yeah. Northern Virginia. Like, you, you know what the definition of sprawl is? When Northern Virginia doesn't even get recognized by its individual city names anymore, it's just called Northern Virginia or Nova. Yeah. Where
1: what, are you from? L- Los People Angeles. just
0: say Nova. I lived in Los Angeles. You know how many cities are in Los I Angeles? Mean, my, my brother family. lives in Culver City in Los Angeles. He says he's from L.A. Yeah. Culver City is its own city. You would think. It's its own city. We went and visited him. We're like, oh, this is Culver City. There's a sign that says, welcome to Culver City. But it's just Los Angeles. And I'm looking up
1: Culver City to, I lived in, when, I, when we were in Los Angeles, we lived in Northridge. Yeah. Both, both cities in Los Angeles <laughs> it takes 40 minutes to drive from Culver City to Northridge.
0: That's terror. That's that's my worst nightmare. Gigantic. Sitting in a car, going from work to home. I'm at the 25 minute marker to get to my house in Keswick. It's inspiring a move for our family. Not saying we're doing it yet, but we're we'll getting really serious about it. 50 minutes round trip of commuting, and we realize, my wife and I, she's watching the program right now, my wife and I realize that as our boys get older, their schedules are going to become even more hectic. Our soon-to-be six-year-old does sports on Mondays on the west side of town, sports on Tuesdays on the ivy side of town, sports on Wednesdays on the ivy side of town. He's working with an out-of-classroom, I mean, basically like a teacher. I mean, I guess you would call it a tutor. I know that sounds crazy. He's in kindergarten. That's on a different day. He's got playdates, and it's only getting more robust in his schedule. And that doesn't even include our youngest, who's 14 months old, who's going to be doing the same thing. I can't believe I'm saying this. We're even given some contemplation. We're contemplating moving into the city.
1: (laughs) I thought you were going to say having a third child. No,
0: no. (laughs) If I said having a third child, my wife would say I'm going to cut your nuts off. (laughs) Really? She doesn't want a third child either. That's good news if you're both on the same page. Best, hardest thing ever, longest, shortest thing ever. Best, hardest thing ever, longest, shortest thing ever. I won't forget about you, Grayson. Carol Thorpe says, Jerry, you know my zings are met as passion, constructive, and tough love criticism. Emphasis on the love. I want the best for you in the show. I totally get it, Carol. And I thought your constructive criticism on that very day was very applicable. I sincerely mean that. I, I was feeling some of the vibes that you were outlining. Uh, Deep Throat says, dude, my kids, so much of their enrichment is on Zoom or the person comes to our house. It would be easier, I think, to get people to come to our house if we did not perhaps live in Keswick. And it doesn't seem like it's that far away, but it can be.
1: It's like half the trip is after you, after you get in the gate. At that's, least it
0: feels that way. That's, that's not true.
1: I'm, I'm I'm not saying it's true. That's I'm saying definitely it feels not true. That true.
0: way, that's not true. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm finally here, and then it's like, ah, oh, crap. And the reason Judas asking this, is, or mentioning this, is not because we hang out after hours. Once work is over, he and I both like to go our separate ways. It's because he so kindly, you were compensated. This is where you're going to... I've watched your dog. He's taking care of Max, the German Shepherd. Yeah. Because he's a dog lover. I've gone to let him out and feed him. Um, he says Culver City and Northridge are both in Los Angeles County, though, right?
1: You're asking me questions I don't have answers Steve to. Steve
0: Throat is asking you that.
1: Yeah, I know. He's asking me questions I don't have answers to. I, I lived in Northridge when I was, we left when I was, before I turned 12, and, uh, and I went back for a year of USC, which is not in Northridge. I don't know the difference between Los Angeles, I don't even know what Los Angeles County is.
0: It was just, I live in L.A. Ginny who said she went to Nansman Suffolk Academy, and she says, John, it was a merger in 1974. Or, excuse me, Judah, it was a merger in 1974. No militia required. and made Suffolk the largest city land-wise in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Deep Throat highlights that Natalie Ostrin, first, Deep Throat agrees with Carol Thorpe. He says, not only does Natalie Ostrin have no kids, she lives in the city and works way out in the county. And Deep Throat calls her a total hypocrite. She has no children and works in the county at Pippin Hill, right across the street from Dr. Ho's Humble Pie. You got some props for your pizza rankings.
1: So, why, I'm not, what's the problem with her? Uh, what's the problem? How is she a hypocrite working out in
0: the county? Is it because she shouldn't be driving? Because the large portion of her week is not even spent in Charlottesville navigating. The city. It's in the okay. county. Working as a wedding and events planner at Pippin Hill. That's a yeah. fair point. And he goes, she drives her car to the county. It's not like she's walking and biking or taking transportation, which is what she's championing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got it in all caps. He's like, she's driving her car and working in the county where she's driving taxable revenue to a competing jurisdiction. And she's in the vehicle driving to her job in Almaro at Pippin Hill.
1: In her defense, though, she may want to have uh, better ways around
0: that. I'm, I'm not saying that... She's not uh, going to take a bus from the city I'm not to Pippin Hill, would. J. Dubs. I'm
1: not saying that she would, but maybe there... I, I don't know. Maybe she has to. I'm
0: going to sell you a $250,000 wedding package. Uh, wait, wait, wait first. Let me get off the, the cat bus. I'm going to sell you a $400,000 wedding package to Pippin Hill, uh, Yankees from uh, Greenwich, Connecticut. Hold on. I'm 30 minutes late for our appointment that you helicoptered to or took your private jet to because I'm taking cat. i got to okay. take four stops okay. and get off at Dr. Ho's where I'm going to get a fat and sassy and I'm going to cross the street to walk to Pippin Hill because there's no bus stop on that side of the road.
1: That would not be fun to cross.
0: How is she going to close the half a million dollar wedding package to Greenwich, Connecticut socialites that helicoptered here when she's taking public transportation? Fair point. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. One of the few times you have said that oh, on this talk show. Come on, that's not true at all. I know, I know. I'm a little bit of entertainment there. Carol, Thor- Carol Thorpe says, "Props to Deep Throat exposing hypocrisy." Democratic hypocrisy, she says. Even if you don't know by now, it's a serious endeavor and one of my favorite hobbies. <laughs> we know, do we know, Carol? We know, Carol. We know, we know. Vanessa Parkhill watching the program. Can we get Vanessa Parkhill's photo on screen? VP is number six in the power ranking. We've had number one in the power ranking, number two in the power ranking, number four in the power ranking, now number six in the power ranking, number nine in the power ranking all make comments, and we've seen Stephanie Wells Rhodes go from 22 in the power poles to 18 today. It's been a big day for the family. This is what uh, Vanessa Parkhill says. Ooh, Bob Yarbrough, I'm going to get to your comments in a matter of moments. Vanessa Parkhill says, I often check myself against those who are less fortunate than I. I think many Americans would benefit from focusing less on the privileges they have. They... Excuse me. She says, I think many Americans would benefit from focusing less on the privileges they think other people have, don't, deserve, and more time being thankful for what they do have. Maybe that's a little bit of a generational perspective, but when we look at what people from around the world are willing to go through to come up to come to this country, maybe the highlights a little of the opportunities that exist here that many overlook. Count your blessings. Well said. No doubt. Awesome. Very well said, VP. Queen of Earliesville. Bob Yarborough, king of Redfields, watching the program. Commuting time experience is relative, right? I have friends in Atlanta who would kill for a 25-minute commute. I understand that. And Bob Yarborough knows I, I, I love him. He's got one of the best beards in the game. Did you change the lower third to strengths in Charlottesville? Yeah. Bob Yarborough's got one of the best beards in Charlottesville. Hmm. I bet if we wanted to, we could dress Bob Yarbrough like Chris Kringle, and welcome to your estate for that photo of you and Santa. Who would not want to see? Are you forty years old? Something like that. I'm older than I am, younger than I look,
1: older than I feel, and no, <laughs> whatever. It's older than I look and younger
0: than it's I feel. It's interestingly older than I am. I would love to see Judah Wickhauer on Santa Claus's lap, even if it's January 18th. That would be a great photo, right? Would it? If I got Santa Claus to come by this studio in red velvet with a red velvet hat, a white pom-pom, a black belt, some boots, and a red velvet bag full of toys, and we set up a a picture for the set that we can show the viewers and listeners, would you get on his lap and tell him what you want for Christmas?
1: Are we really... Planning on doing this?
0: Are you answering questions with questions again? <laughs> yes, I am. Why do you always do that? Because
1: it will affect the. It'll affect. It's my one answer. of my
0: pet peeves: It'll the answering of answer. questions with questions. You're telling me you would not, for the sake of a talk show, take a photo with Chris Kringle? Do you not like Santa? I, might. I don't have a problem with Santa. Does Santa scare you because to... of the red velvet?
1: No, I just don't have any particular desire to sit on some old guy's lap at <laughs> the the age that I'm at now. I mean, that's not one of my. One
0: of my goals? If you, I got Lloyd Snook to dress up as Santa Claus, would you do it? That,
1: I think that's even worse. Why is it worse? He's the former mayor of Charlottesville. That Why would really-
0: make a great picture. He's right down the hall, and we got a Santa suit back here. I know. I know the commuting experience is relative, Bob Yarbrough, and I understand that folks have longer commutes than my 25 minutes. I totally get it. I'm just saying and I've been here 23 years, and the commute's gotten longer and longer and longer. Um, A lot we want to cover on the talk show right here. Um, Let's talk about the residents suing the city, Judah. Where do you want to begin on that topic?
1: Where do I want to begin? I think it's where you want to begin. Um, I think it's, I mean, I don't know as much about this as a lot of people know, but uh, I've seen enough... I've seen enough comments saying that, uh, that
0: these people are crazy, that they're... they're uh, Michael Payne suit. straight up said they're calling them crazy.
1: Their suit is unfounded, that there are things that they're calling the city out
0: for that just aren't true. Um, Grayson, I promised we would get this, get this topic on air. That's why we're doing it. Kibra Hawkey just sent me an email. This is some color from Deep Throat. Okay? He says, I don't think it would be wise for them to litigate in public. The point of a lawsuit is to take the issue out of public opinion and get it before an impartial judge. The interesting thing is that since the CP litigation, there has been progress in the Arlington citizens lawsuit against the zoning ordinances there. Hmm. Court, the court up there found that any property owner has standing to challenge zoning. He says the point of the suit, though, is just to get the city to actually do the analysis on traffic and infrastructure that they are legally supposed to do. It's not just to cause delay or pretextually, but because residents deserve the benefit of a plan that takes into account those factors. The hope is that it will lead to better plans, but definitely could still be a plan that allows for more density and flexibility, just a better turn plan. Hmm. Michael Payne doubled down with the media. Michael Payne doubled down with the media and and is 100% confident that the city, city staff and city council did everything by the book. Yep. And he said, I welcome the lawsuit. Basically, he said. Mm-hmm. He's that confident. I've been told other lawsuits are percolating. The Gilligan gang is rallying on Twitter right now. Livable Seville. I would expect other lawsuits. Do I expect the lawsuits to have an impact? I do not. Do I expect the lawsuits to drag this storyline in the new cycle for longer? I do. Do I expect the lawsuits to tap into taxpayer resources? I do. Do I expect the lawsuits to consume time on the record during council meetings? I do. Do I expect anything to change when it comes to upzoning? No.
1: Yeah.
0: I do not. And do I expect upzoning to actually breed affordability? No. I do not you cannot outpace or win a back alley brouhaha with the invisible hand of capitalism. Government will always be slower. Government will always be shorter sighted. Government will always be convoluted in red tape. And because government turns over from a staffing standpoint and through political cycles, the invisible hand of capitalism always will have the edge. You know who the only team or player that was better than Michael Jordan or LeBron James, Judah? Uh, No, I don't. Father Time. Father Time, the only opponent to beat Michael Jordan. Father Time. I don't see much happening with this lawsuit whatsoever. A couple of items out of the notebook. John Blair's got a good one. John Blair, I promise I will get you this. This is the, our first grab bag topic. His son is a hard-hitting safety defensive back and wide receiver on the gridiron. John Blair says, this is a great grab bag topic for you. I can find no evidence of the Charlottesville area having a football punt pass and kick competition for kids in recent years. Do you think we should try to organize a punt, pass, and kick competition for the area's kids? I say absolutely. Love that idea, John Blair. I say, John Blair, anything and everything that gets children off of screens and iPads and YouTubes and iPhones is fine by me. I want children to read books with soft covers and hard covers. I want children to play sports like football and basketball and soccer and squash, and tennis, and golf. I want kids to stay out until the dinner bell rings. I want little boys and little girls, for the first thing they do when they get into a car after school, is not to ask for an iPhone or an iPad, but instead, when does sports practice start? I want our kids, when they wake up in the morning, not to sprint down the stairs and look for... Freaking! What is he watching? What's the kid watching? What are the shows he's watching? You know the shows better than I do. I know the shows better. What is how the do shows you, how he's watching? I know the shows better than you. What's he watching? Blues Clues. I don't want Blues Clues. I don't want the, the only dogs. Those dogs that are superheroes. Named. What are those? Pup Pup Patrol.
1: I, you're asking. I don't want person, Blimpy.
0: I want him to come down the stairs and say, "Can we go outside and throw the football?" Get off the screens. That's what I want. Screen time is drugs for children, whether and parents will to admit it or not. What's that? And adults. Carol Thorpe said she'll kick in money to see Bob Yarborough as Santa Claus in the studio. She'll <laughs> pay money for Bob Yarborough to come into the studio dressed as Santa Claus, for Judah Wickower to come in to get his first photo with Santa.
1: He does have a great beard.
0: Dude, Bob Yarborough's beard is A++. Oh, there's Yarborough. Look at Bobby Yarbrough. Is he on the power pole? Yeah. What number is Bobby Yarbrough? Number 27 in the power pole. Look at that beard. You got skills to pay the bills there, Yarbrough. All right. Last topic, and we've got to get out of here. The Kyle Miller Show at 2.15 p.m., the Kyle Miller Show, 2:15 p.m. He's back in action after some personal time. Uh, Virginia got a bounce-back victory last night. This team looks like a different team with Jordan Meyer and Dante Harris in the in the rotation. Jordan Meyer finished with 16 points and he offered toughness in the paint. Rebounding and toughness inside. Dante Harris took some pressure off of Reese Beekman as a secondary ball handler. A lot of people don't realize that Dante Harris, when he played for Georgetown, he transferred from Georgetown to UVA, was the Big East Tournament MVP. The guy is a baller. Jordan Meyer was flirting with 20-point game average before transferring to the University of Virginia from a lower-level program. Tony Bennett may have found... A little bit of hope with these two guys making the team a little deeper. Has the season gone perfectly? No. If Dante Harris plays more minutes, are people going to ask why Elijah Gertrude's retro was burnt? Of course. But just like life, there's no clear path to perfection. There's no clear path to productivity. There's no clear path to happiness. We find our way to these aspects of life through trial and error. Some of us are better than others, but it's the process that determines outcomes. And if you can continue persevering and you continue pushing forward and you can continue having a positive attitude and getting up out of bed and showing up with the right attitude, that's like 65% of life. You know what 65% of life is? Showing up to work with a positive attitude on time. Showing up to your family responsibilities with a positive attitude. Being present in the moment. And Tony Bennett continues to prove that he is willing to commit to the process, even if years and years it's been painstakingly difficult for fans. And let's not get spoiled. Yes, we won a national championship in 2019. And yes, we've had some struggles since then. But do you guys remember the Pete Gillen years and the Dave Leto years? Let's not forget those. Please. Please. That's the Thursday edition of the I Love Seville show. For a guy who has one of the best beards in the game, Judah Wickow, are you on screen? I am now. Can you salute your fans? My name is lowly Jerry Miller. Thank you kindly for watching the program. We'll see you tomorrow. So long.